I'm Mark Richard, and you're listening to Pure Talk, the podcast where we talk about life, health, and living pure. On today's episode, I sit down with one of the closest individuals in my life, Dr. Seema Kanwal. This is a, a very personal episode for me because Seema helped me discover a career in the healthcare space. Today, Seema and I discuss her journey from a career in the RCMP to naturopathic doctor and the vital importance that B12 plays in our body. This is Pure Talk. Dr. Kanwa, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Mark, for having me today. Uh, let me tell you, of all the podcasts we are going to do, this one by far is going to be the most personal, I think, for me, um, because we are sitting here now because of you. I know, this is my favorite story to tell. Oh. And we'll get to you in a second. I'm, I'm going to take It's about my, you, Mark. Gonna, I know this. We're going to start with me. Um, so it was like, at least I, you remember this story, of course, seven years ago. Yes. Um, you used to walk into my Starbucks every day. Every that day. That I was working at with your, what was it, probably a soy latte, I think Always. it was. It was when I was drinking soy at the time. Of course it was. <laughs> um, and yeah, eventually, I think it took, what, what, three months? And all of a sudden you walked in and said, would you like a job? And I said, yes. <laughs> exactly. And we are here now because of you, <laughs> seven years later. That's my favorite story to tell. I tell everyone I that love you, though. That's the best part. I knew when I met you at Starbucks, I'm like, this guy is at Starbucks? No way. Right. <laughs> He's got too much personality, too much charisma to be here. <laughs> That's so sweet of you. I, it was amazing because I could have been taking 20s out of the till daily. You, you could have been. I never would have known it. <laughs> you're just walking. <laughs> I just saw like, what I saw, my favorite barista. <laughs> exactly. We're going to hire this guy. Exactly. <laughs> so in a way, I, it, not to get too sappy, but I owe a lot to you. Oh, geez. And so this is by far the, I mean, this is the episode we wanted. Okay. For me anyways. So this is just going to be our time. Doesn't perfect. Matter. Okay, perfect. That's all that matters. <laughs> um, let's now that I, I digress. Let's go to you, um, and let's start with maybe uh, your home life, and let's start with growing up and education, and if education played an important role in growing up. Or um, absolutely, my that, dad yeah. had three girls, so it was three of us. Three. And being an Indian household, right. having no boys in the house, only girls, was like a big thing, right, in the Indian culture. Mm-hmm. So my dad forced us all the time, you make sure you have, you study hard because that's what's going to get you in life. My right. dad is a math and science teacher. So God forbid we did not do well in math. We got our butts kicked. And those so. were the times of yes parents did beat their children absolutely right <laughs> that was acceptable of course it was yes <laughs> so i'll never forget my poor middle sister was never good in math she poor kid got so much beatings oh, the poor thing. so me of course and the younger sister were like oh hell no right so we busted our butts always in math for the rest of it not so much yeah but it was more the math that we absolutely had to so no education was huge in our household sure yeah just around math and well, any science, like, yeah. you know, it was just a mandatory thing. And my parents were immigrants, so I'm first generation That's right. here. Wow. I was born in Canada wow. at St. Paul's, actually. Look at that. <laughs> Good old downtown Vancouver <laughs> and still standing. Jesus. And so when did your parents come here to Canada? My mom actually came when she was 16. Wow. And so she did part of her high school here. Okay. And then she went back to India, where then she married my dad, because, you know, arranged marriage back in the day. Right. And then my dad and my mom both were here in 1972. Wow. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. What was the reason for the move to Canada? Did they just... Uh, they were wanted a better life for yeah. themselves. Right. Because at that time, India was not doing really well. Mm-hmm. And my grandfather, who was my, my mom's father, he actually had businesses here. 
So okay. he did some import exporting of Indian carpets. So there's some the sort day. of connection. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And are you the youngest of the, the children? or I'm the oldest. The oldest. Yes. The wow. shit disturber. Right. Oops, am I allowed to say that? <laughs> we did. We just did. Okay. <laughs> I believe. I paved the way, let's just say, right? for everybody else in my household. <laughs> I also get called the same thing. But Brilliant. Usually in an Asian term. So the Asian term is gao si guan, apparently. Oh, jeez. <laughs> which apparently means shit disturber. And anyways, let's move on. Perfect. That's why we get along, you see. That's got to be it. <laughs> from the beginning. So you, uh, so from the, there's obviously math and science. A huge, uh, you know, a lot of um, uh, focus on that growing up, um, and then any any healthcare though. Was there anything growing up? No one in the healthcare space growing up. With Nobody. Everybody in my house is actually a teacher. Right. So there was no really healthcare stuff. Uh, it was more um, when I loved the science part. Mm-hmm. So the investigation stuff. That's how I actually got into the RCMP because I thought that's what I love to do. Right. But when I got into the RCMP, it actually wasn't for me. So no. there was a lot of things that you cannot unsee without going into gory details. Of course. So through that process, I started to experience a lot of panic and anxiety and all these crazy things that I'd never, ever experienced in my life. Mm-hmm. And through that, I was you know, seeing all these different medical doctors and what have you. And I kept on being prescribed one medication after another after another. Right. None of them helped they only made it worse over time and then I would wake up in the middle of the night thinking I'm having a heart attack I don't know how many times I ended up in the ER mm-hmm. I was only in my 20s at that time and one of the girls that I worked with in the friends at chemistry lab she was going through uh, some fertility stuff that she was seeing a naturopath for mm-hmm. in Ottawa and she said to me you know I would really consider if you could go see my ND mm-hmm. and at that time I had no idea what an ND actually was and I didn't realize that we actually had coverage for it in the RCMP right. and so then I went to see her and in eight months she had me off of my meds and at that time I knew this was my path okay. so this was August I'll never forget I decided I was going to apply for the school and because I lived in Ottawa the only one at that time was actually CCNM in Toronto there yeah. was no Boucher at that time right and then I applied in September. Mm-hmm. I was in for January. It happened so quickly. Wow. Yeah. Were they were they starving for students? Is that why? Was there not a, a big push for... No, there wasn't a big or? push at all. It was just more... I was just there at the right time. Right. It was just... Everything just ended up lining up. Of course. And I was in. Yeah. And that was the end of it. <laughs> so I was like, wow, clearly this is meant to be. Right, no kidding. That was also one of my favorite stories. Whenever people would call for referrals, I would always, you know, go see Dr. Kenwell. She used to be part of the RCMP. <laughs> that's your tagline? Right. That was always my tagline. Like, and people were amazed by it. Like, that's got to, why would you not go see that why? doctor? She's still working. You're right? so awesome. It's somehow it, it worked. I don't know. Uh, Let's, uh, so talking about CCNM in Toronto. Um, when you graduate from there, what pushes you to Vancouver? Um, so at that time, I had my son who was only three years old, and I, we had no family there. Well, it was all of my ex-husband's family all there, right. but I had nobody there, and so that's why we actually ended up moving to Vancouver to get helped, because my parents live here. Right. And so we decided just to come to Vancouver. Of course. Yeah. And I love Vancouver. And you would never leave. And I will not leave now. Absolutely. <laughs> Don't worry. Uh, and so you come to Vancouver and was finding a practice space uh, easy? Was it, was it, um, where did you start? Was it right at Balance I, Medical? No, no, no. Or? I actually, do you remember Dr. Brian Martin Absolutely. at Interchanges? So he was actually my first. I looked around everywhere. I went to New West. I went to Burnaby. So I went to all these different pockets because yeah. I had originally from Vancouver. 
But being, you know, out in New West, no offense to all those doctors that are, it Mm -hmm. just wasn't for me. Energetically, just what, it just didn't feel right. But when I met Dr. Brian Martin, he, you know, we all know he is the gift of gab. So he uh, talked me into joining him and I did. And it was the best because those years I learned a lot. Right. If it weren't for him, I would not be doing IV therapy. Right. Right. So he really helped me come out of my shell in that regard as a, as a new practitioner. I mean, a trailblazer for the whole profession, really. Completely. He's pushed the, yeah, pushed pushes the, the limits. envelope for everyone. Oh, my gosh. As he should. As we need people like that you in our profession, do. right? No, for sure. Um, so speaking of naturopathic medicine, uh, just off the top plainly, what do you think is the most common misconception you hear about naturopathic medicine? You hadn't heard about it before you started school. There's probably many patients you meet on the street that don't, right? Uh, people I meet on the street have no idea what naturopathic medicine is at all. Constantly, they're like, oh, so what do you do? Right. Energy stuff? Exactly. What, what are you? Exactly. I was like, Homeopath actually, is my favorite one. Oh, my yeah. God. That is, it drives me actually batty when yeah. I hear that. It's like, actually, no. Right. <laughs> so then I have my spiel that I explain to people. And, and a lot of people do not know our education. Mm-hmm. is so similar right there's only few differences you know that we have and people actually don't know that absolutely and that saddens me right so that's why i love speaking in public and that's why i love you know trying to educate people on the mass level and in that sense it's actually having them see what do actually nds what are we all about right it's not and yes of course there's energy in everything that you do that's a given but it's the science aspect absolutely. which people don't even realize and then people find out that you know i have a bachelor and you know a minor in biochem and then major in chemistry like what yeah and they're shocked exactly like well that's what it's about because it's about your physiology or biochemistry right we're going to figure out if your cells are actually talking to each other or not that's something that then they get surprised at. It's like, oh, I didn't think you did that. I thought you only did supplements. Well, uh, no, I won't do supplements if right. your liver functions off or if your kidney functions off. Exactly. I'm a big believer on you have to have lab testing done before I put you on anything. Right. Very rare will I give somebody something right. on the first visit. I don't do that. And so many of those points, someone's never heard their GP talk about like that to them before, right? Or even doing your intake or doing a physical. I mean, do you know how many times I have patients come in and I'll say, okay, let's take your blood pressure. Let's check your stomach. What are you coming in for a stomach? issue let's check the stomach no kidding. like oh my gp's never done that what yeah. are you talking about they just gave you the nexium and you didn't bother checking your stomach exactly it just it really mind blows me so one of the biggest things i even tell new students is you absolutely have to do a physical in that first visit right. without a question yeah. even if it's just a blood pressure you have to do something no kidding so that the patient feels they've come to a physician exactly not yeah. just somebody sitting there no 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 and why would you just focus on one symptom right you're going to look at the whole body and see what's going exactly. on entirely and then my favorite uh, that my friends will always say to me is like, well, if I break my arm, I'm not going to a naturopathic doctor. And I'm like, well, you're not going to a GP either. You're you know? going to the hospital. What do you think they're going to do, right? What's a GP going to do? Exactly. Well, take this <laughs> three times a day. Like, what, right? I love that argument. It's just there's, yeah. no, there's no basis for that. Like, no, I always say there's a time and place for everybody. God Absolutely. forbid you're having that heart attack. You're damn right. I can't do anything for you. Right. You better get, get to St. Paul's immediately. But we can do preventative prior and we can deal with post stuff, you exactly. know, helping you combat the side effects of all the medications all of a sudden that you have to now receive. For sure. Yeah. Um, the complementary side of it, you, you work a lot with MDs as well in I your do. current clinic. Mm-hmm. Um, what is that dynamic like? You see it. So you see patient care from both sides. Yes. Um, from the medical perspective, from the naturopathic perspective. Um, 
obviously I would think it's a huge benefit for patients to have huge benefits right, for patients two under one roof because they actually feel supported. Of course, the number of times that we've had patients tell us after they've seen me or after they've seen another MD at our office, like Dr. Dion or Dr. Powell, whoever, they feel like you know, wow, I feel like I'm covered no mm-hmm. matter what. I'm I feel like I'm covered, right. and that's the thing with working with all the MDs. You, I've really learned a lot about the actual medical side of it that unfortunately our training doesn't necessarily have. Sure. And and the other aspect of it too is how to read labs. Mm-hmm. Labs is something that is is very important, but oftentimes we see, okay, well you're in normal range, you must be okay. Right. It's not it's not that simple. And what is the range based off of? Is that just the I'm glad color? you asked that, Mark. You're so welcome. So <laughs> when life labs, for example, because we live in BC, so life labs, when they are coming up with ranges. What do they do? What they do is they will take a whole bunch of people that go get their blood tests and see what is roughly, you know, the numbers that they get, and then they give you a range. Mm-hmm. But if you really think about this, who actually goes get their lab work uh, lab work done? Sick people, older people, and really, what are those ranges are supposed to be for? Right. It's it's brutal. No kidding. For years, I had iron deficiency. So ferritin is you know your check for iron storage. And the range is 15 to 250. Right. So mine would always be around 17 or 18. I was always told, oh, you're fine. Yeah. So enter an integrative medical doctor that I finally went to see. They're like, oh, my goodness. What the heck is wrong with you? It's no wonder you're exhausted. Yeah. That range should be between 80 to 100 for someone your age. So that part of it I learned, I have learned tremendously when it comes to working with these integrative medical doctors that are very open. Of course, yeah. With the openness is a huge with part. With the openness. Definitely, yes. right? Which is a small percentage, unfortunately, that are that open to working it alongside is. a naturopathic doctor. Yeah. Yes. Um, do you think, what would you say, is there a fundamental uh, difference in approach to patient care between medical and naturopathic? I mean... Always. Yeah. There just is. Because the way the training is for medical doctors, that's something that uh, the other doctor that I've worked with actually since I moved to Vancouver in 2006, we always joke about that. Mm-hmm. I ought, like whenever we're discussing patients, I automatically ask, well, what are they eating? You know, what what, what is their social support like? Right. She's like, you're always so good at that, Seema. And I, I, I barely ever ask that. I just look at labs and then I prescribe. Yeah. It's so ingrained in me. Right. So that part I find to be fascinating. For sure. Definitely. Um, you did mention lab work quite a bit. Let's get into something that's very common uh, to go see a naturopathic doctor for, like say a standard B12 shot. It's so funny that it, you're asking that. And yes, right? so many patients come to me, oh yeah, my ND did that long time ago. I'm like, okay, great. Well, what was the labs? Oh, I have no idea. Yeah. No well, kidding. that's important. Absolutely. And which form of B12 were you given? Oh, I have no idea. See, all those things are very important to right. me. Yeah. So when you look at someone's overall you know, biochemistry, you look at their overall general health, what are they coming in for? Mm-hmm. No matter what they're coming in for, you want to make sure the liver is actually uh, processing the way it needs to process, right? Okay. And so when I'm looking at B12 status, I always check CBC. That's kind of standard, you know, your complete blood count. You always check your iron levels. But then what people often forget is B12 levels. Mm-hmm. I always throw B12 in there. Right. And the range, again, is so vast. It's from, I think it was like 100-something to all the way to 655, but that's sometimes not enough. Right. So oftentimes patients come in and, just actually yesterday, I had somebody's labs around 200, uh, 225, I think it was. That, if you look at the range, sure, you're within normal. But mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that what they're 
experiencing is normal. Right. That's why they're in front of you. So when I look at somebody's health status, you look at, okay, what's the liver doing? What's the kidney doing? Are they hydrated? Are they not hydrated? Did they actually drink water when they went for their lab? So all these questions I ask. Of course. And B12 is one of those ones. Yeah. So if you look at where B12 is required in the body, what do our cells, uh, how do our cells actually make energies through ATP, right? Mm -hmm. That's what our cells will do, mm -hmm. is give us energy through making ATP. But if you look at the, the actual metabolic pathway to make ATP, B12 is part of that. Right. You look at the liver detoxification, cytochrome pre-450 actually requires also B12. Mm -hmm. But which B12? Everyone's as an ND will give methyl, methylated B12, methylcobalamin. But what I have found more and more, if somebody suffers from anxiety, somebody f suffers from depression, or they're on antidepressants, right. or they're on some type of you know, acid blockers, one of the biggest issues is they will become deficient in B12. Mm -hmm. So what I love about Pure is that they will compound for me something like hydroxycobalamin. But just one milligram is often what's given in the IV bags. I like to do 10. Right. Because you give a tiny little dose of that 10 milligrams. I have patients constantly coming back and telling me, I feel like, a, like my fog lifted. I yeah. feel like my brain can actually think better. Right. I mean, this goes for postpartum. You know, moms, that goes for men that are high up, like CFOs that I see, or my, even my athletes that I see. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. phenomenal how the difference can be in such a short time frame. Right, right, right. If someone's receiving treatment already from their naturopathic doctor and they're still not seeing results, like how, how soon should they be seeing results? Because like, every doctor is going to be different, right? No one's going to take the same approach that you are. No, of course. So a patient, how, so how soon would they know that this isn't working for them? That this I is usually the right like way? to tell patients, if you're not seeing a change within three weeks, because right. you've got to give it some time, of course. but within the month minimum, mm -hmm. I'm not doing something right. right. I say that all the time. Yeah. If you do not notice a difference between what I've given you and what you've like what your I always ask, what are your top three goals with me? Sure. And then if one of those goals is not being corrected or you don't feel a change, we have to change something. Yeah. 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 Just like that's why I'm not a big fan of multivitamins. Like you can't tell me that every single person over the age of forty requires the exact same multi. No kidding. That's just a little insurance for what? So I can eat McDonald's once a week? Exactly. I don't yeah. think so. You're just throwing a grenade <laughs> at a problem hoping Pretty it hits much. something. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's not an insurance policy. Right. So I'm very nitpicky when it comes to that. Fair enough. Maybe a little too much. Yeah, it's you. It's you. It's me. It's okay. <laughs> it goes back to my RCMP being anal retentive. No kidding. <laughs> which, is, which is really the selling point you have really, is the RCMP thing. Apparently. Uh, apparently. <laughs> the, uh, in terms of B12, just to round out that, it, uh, should patient, what sort of symptoms are patients uh, would be experiencing if they're low on B12? What's so many. I mean, fatigue is such a silly thing to say because fatigue can be with anything. Numerous, yeah. Oh, my gosh, so many things. But it's really the brain function. When it comes to, like, you know, my, I'm not cl as clear-headed anymore like I used to be or mm -hmm. something that they'll say to me. Or um, even the joints. You know, my joints are not as, they're not recovering as well after they exercise or they're staying sore longer. Right. You want to look at, okay, what is going on in their biochemistry and their physiology that they're possibly, they're not making enough B12 because remember we do need to absorb it mm -hmm. and if they have any type of GI disturbance that could also lead to a B12 deficiency because you need that intrinsic factor to absorb the B12 you just had through food like a piece of steak or you know piece of meat whatever the case is that they're having of course and if they're not if that's you know something that they're experiencing so I always will then check first the labs and then give them and normally within about one or two injections, they will often come back and tell me something. Right. Whether that be like, oh, 
you know, I'm, I think I felt something. I wasn't sure if it was placebo or what. I'm like, okay, well, let's do it again. Yeah. Or I change the formula a little bit and I'll add maybe some riboflavin right. that pure will uh, compound for me. So it really just depends on the person how the of course. goes about. Yeah. That's something that comes up constantly on this, I find on this podcast, is that uh, the idea that so many patients only go to see their doctor when they're sick. Right, that nobody thinks of, like so. Getting sore after a workout, no one would think that this could be leading to a much bigger problem. Exactly. Right, where you just think it's well, I just worked out, I'm sore. That that's a that's given. That's normal. Right. Sure, it's given, but what, for how long? Exactly. It's okay to be sore for a couple hours, no problem. But our body's ability to recover and actually repair is phenomenal. For sure. Given the right nutrition, given right. the right nutrients. Right. All right. Alcohol is another big one, right? Yeah. Oftentimes, what do we do? We go have a drink with a friend after work or we go, you know, have some drinks with our buddies at, you know, on a Friday, uh, whatever the case is. Yeah. Over the, you know, short periods of time, of course, who cares? Right. I mean, go enjoy life, please. But you do this every single week, a couple times a week, guess what's going to happen? You're going to lead to B deficiencies. Of course. That's a given where not only will the B12 suffer, mm-hmm. all the Bs will suffer. And Bs always work together. Right. Yeah. The amount of inflammation, too, you're putting in your body with that much alcohol. That's the thing that I've noticed the most. Of course, but we don't talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) So that that leads perfectly into our rapid peer question. Uh, Number one question being, what do you think is harder for patients to give up, coffee or alcohol? And I feel like I know what the answer is going to be already. It really is on the individual patients. I have had some patients who have asked, can you start reducing alcohol? They look at me like I'm a freaking crazy person. Yeah. You know, so... Whereas if you ask me to give up coffee, we might not be friends anymore. Like, <laughs> I, I don't have ne- time for negativity That's in my I've life. That's why I've never done it. Yeah. I, yeah. So, it, <laughs> Got it. I mean, I don't drink alcohol. So for me, it would be easy for not to have the alcohol part. Of course, yeah. But I find if you want to ask me in general terms, I think alcohol is the toughest thing. Right. Because it's such a part of our society. Right, yeah, yeah. You know, that's how people unwind. Exactly. Sadly, yeah. I'm sorry. And any diet you go on or any, any like healthier lifestyle, like that's usually what people talk about is like, now I can't drink. That's usually, right? That's the first thing you think because of. Because of the sugar. Yeah. People don't realize when they have to give up sugar. Oftentimes I've had, you know, I've either accidentally not mentioned the alcohol or something. They're like, oh yeah, no, sugar's been easy. No problem. And I'm like, oh, okay, great. So tell me more, right? So then it's like, oh yeah, we went out for a glass of wine. I was like, wait, what? Yeah. But that sugar. What do you mean that's sugar? What, that's not sugar. That's just alcohol. Yes. However, exactly. so I don't have to go into the physiology explaining why alcohol is sugar. And then they don't like me very much. No. <laughs> Begrudgingly, they come back the following week saying, it hasn't been a good week. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. That's how it goes. <laughs> it's amazing. You still have a, a working practice. <laughs> right? Still come back. <laughs> um, and then the, the next thing you hit them with, so what's your favorite binge food? Do you think? Oh my God, chips and salsa. Really? I love my tortilla chips. But that's kind of a healthy option. Is healthier, it? well, healthier than what I would say. What would you say? Oh, anything, anything chewy, like Swedish berries or fuzzy peaches. Oh yeah, that's amazing. But then, have you tried I- Smart Sweets? Only three this? grams of sugar for one bag. You can get them at Whole Foods. Are you serious? And gummy bears. That's what I buy my children. I'm gonna reach up to Whole Foods as a sponsor for this. <laughs> I should have brought you. <laughs> I've never heard, bag. I've never heard of that. Smart sweets. That's what I buy my kids. But they're like the chewy gummy ones. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm so, I can't get away from that. <laughs> they're so good. All right, Mark. Next time I see you, I'll be having a pack of smart sweets for you. Interesting. <laughs> okay, I'll bring you some chips and salsa. <laughs> Jeez. Um, what's the most beautiful place you've ever seen? Oh, Switzerland. Yeah. Yeah. I went. 
in 2011. Okay. My hope is to go back this year as well. Right. My sister actually lives in Basel. Mm -hmm. So we drove around in Switzerland and the mountain, the views, just the energy of that country. Right. It's absolutely phenomenal. I know a lot of people talk about Switzerland not necessarily in a positive light, but mm -hmm. it is, I mean, I've been to Prague too, and Prague, yes, it's beautiful, but there's something about Switzerland. Yeah. There's an energy there. It is just the air. Oh yeah. my gosh. The air is so clean in right. Switzerland. Right. I, I would move there in a heartbeat. Yeah. In a heartbeat. And you can't change what you relate to. Just something about it. There's just something about it. Have yeah. you been? Never. I would highly suggest, Never. honey. You must, must I go. I haven't been over the big water at all yet, so I need to get over <laughs> it's it. It's time. That's, that's <laughs> it's the time. Point. It is time. Um, speaking of time, uh, what is your fastest time on the grouse grind? Oh, Lord, this is embarrassing. It's Not an hour, all. seven minutes. I've never done it, so it, an hour, seven. That seems yeah. good. Yeah, but so many of my friends go less than an hour, and I'm always left behind. Yeah, but... <laughs> Stop going with them. What do you want? You're right. I should go with you if you've never done it. You should it. absolutely go with me. You know what? That's a deal. This summer, I, we will go on the grouse grind together. Okay. Excellent. Okay. And bring a bottle of wine with me. <laughs> I'll um, bring my coffee. Right. The, uh, the most inspirational person in your life? That I've actually met or that I would doesn't love to, to meet no, one day? It doesn't have to be. Uh, you know, just the most inspirational. Someone you look up to. Michelle Obama. Hmm. She's just phenomenal. I finished reading her book a few weeks ago. Just the way she's written her book. For sure. Is such a human person. Yeah. Then Michelle the, Obama. The juxtaposition between her and, and, and what is currently in, oh, uh, that's very in sad. that seat, right? Yes. The that's whole world can really benefit. No kidding. From seeing how she portrayed herself, not yeah. only as a woman, mm -hmm. but just as a spouse, as a mother. And as a lawyer, like that woman has got it all. All of it, yeah, absolutely. That's who I inspire. Oh. Who inspires me? Yeah, she needs to run in twenty twenty. That's what she needs to do. <laughs> um, dinner with anyone in the world, living or dead, who would it be? Maya Angelou. Mm -hmm. Inspirational as well. When I was actually going through my divorce many years ago, yeah, it was her YouTube videos and her, you know, sayings that I would constantly read to help me get through those dark da nights, dark days. Mm -hmm. She was, I would love to, I mean, sadly she's passed away course, now, but yeah. I would do anything to have dinner with her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just to be able to tell her that, Just right? to talk to her, yeah. Of course, yeah. And everything that, I mean, if you read her story, her history and her life, what she went through, hmm. you know, the trauma that she went through and she stopped speaking for years. And then one day she started talking again. Mm -hmm. It was, um, yeah. My Angela was my answer. That's a good answer. <laughs> and uh, finally, our tagline for our podcast is living pure. So if I said, Dr. Kenwell, what is living pure to you? Practicing what you preach hmm. is one of the hardest things I find we have to do. Not only as a physician, but every all eyes are on you. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, in the RCMP, we were taught that even when you're off, you're not ever off. Living in that authenticity for you, I think, is really what living pure is about. Because that means to me is that what other people say or think or do or their opinions of you really have no bearing. Right. But that is very hard because that also means there are times in your life that it's a very lonely road. Mm -hmm. But when you are true to you... Everything else I do believe and trust having been through certain things in life that they will fall into place. Right. Only if you are 
living pure. Right. That's a great place to end it there. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Mark, for having me today. This was so much fun. I'm glad. Thank you.